Welcome to Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. I'm Ninka Benedit Mauritsson and I freed my son from symptoms of autism. This podcast is my way of giving back. I share the unique approach to autism which got my son from one of the most severe cases of endless tantrums, rituals, stimming, sleepless nights, aggression and lack of eye contact to a life without any symptoms. I also share how this journey connected me to my life purpose and made me lose 44 pounds, getting rid of anxiety and depression, plus help my entire family. This podcast is for those who don't subscribe to one-size-fits-all solutions, who do not accept the notion of there's nothing you can do. This podcast is for those who believe in healing, spirituality, biohacking, brain development, ancestral health, and wake-up calls. Autism is a sacred wake-up call, and this is a place to be to wake up to change and transformation. We're going to dive into a difficult topic, something that's been extremely painful for me, which is when my child has had foods that he couldn't handle and why our children are so incredibly sensitive. I'm going to tell you how you can instantly spot a cheat meal. So how you can tell if your child has had gluten, dairy or any of the foods that's really not good for our children. And what happened when my child started eating at his workplace or in town instead of his lunchbox and at home. Welcome to the Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. So a little while ago, my son started coming home acting a bit strange. And he would be... So what I, what I notice when this happens is that I can see that his pupils are very dilated and he's acting in a very controlling way, in a way where things become a bit ritualistic. So the dishwasher needs to be in a certain way. You know, we can't do anything with it. We can't turn it on. We can't turn it off. He wants to control what we talk about and what we do. And he becomes a little bit like when you're spaced out on something. And it's really uncomfortable because it's like the child you know so well or a person you know really well turns into somebody that you can't recognize. And of course, as an autism mama, you know when your child has had foods that trigger the immune system, trigger the gut, the leaky gut, issues that these children often struggle with because the behavior changes. And for a mom like me and maybe like you, who put a lot of effort into healing our children with food, avoiding all the foods that can cause inflammation and um, food intolerance reactions, autoimmune reactions, brain inflammation, and, you know, irritate the gut and, and compromise the liver and the digestion, all the things that we, we, we struggle to fix. It's extremely painful when someone gives a child a donut or when your child gets older like my child is, when your child chooses to eat something that isn't healthy. Now, my child is a bit behind in development, so I also need to not have the same expectations as a mom of a 20-year-old child. But, but with that said, you know, I have to be grateful 
for the fact that when my child cheats today, he cheats by eating a gluten-free uh, English, full English breakfast with beans and, and um, hash browns, gluten-free hash browns. Or he'll go and get a kebab. He won't even have the fries. Sometimes he'll have the fries and that's just an instant reaction. He just switches personality almost immediately. But he's not eating gluten and dairy anymore or sugar. And I have to be very grateful for that. And let that be a reminder to you about how important it is to be extremely determined not to have any gluten, dairy or soy products in the home when your child is is in early childhood. So that that becomes their habit. Because it's really important that your child understands that gluten and dairy is just not an option and that they're not exposed to it and they don't they don't get used to it. Because when they are completely free from gluten, dairy, soy and processed industrial seed and vegetable oils and margarine, when they have it, they can sense uh-oh, this is not good. They can sense it in their brain. This is what my, my son talks about, and I'm going to bring him on the podcast because he wants to talk about it as well. There's something wrong with my brain. I can't control my behavior. I can't bond with my family. I cannot make good decisions. Is that something he talks about? I'm not going to share because that's personal information. But he tells me, Mom, I can't control these decisions, these urges that I have when I eat these things. This is important in in many different ways. It's important because it's important for you to understand how important diet is in early childhood. And when we talk about diet, it means our children need real unprocessed food, dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free, and free from industrial seed and vegetable oils and margarine. No additives and uh, no food dyes, food colorings. When they grow up with a clean, nutrient-dense, beautiful, gut-feeding, cell-repair and brain-healing diet, that is what the body adjusts to and that is what the body needs and craves. And the body will protest when the child then goes out and eats a kebab and some fries and the child will notice. But if you don't go full-on with the diet early on, and you compromise with the diet or you let the child eat what it wants to eat when it's outside of the home, they won't get this experience of a clean body. And it takes at least a year of 100% free from all of the things that I mentioned to actually get a result, which is why so few have a real hardcore result from a diet, from any diet. It's because they don't go full on and they don't have the patience to wait a whole year for just the smallest changes, because that is what it takes in a compromised body. So for my child, even if he goes to a restaurant, even if he eats a mayonnaise and he buys food in the supermarket and there's vegetable oils in the raw truffles from one of the reputable brands even, or if he has vegetable oils, which every restaurant will cook in vegetable oils. That's just basically it. If you go out and eat, you will be exposed to vegetable oils. And that's highly inflammatory and it's damaging to the brain. And for my child, it's so bad that he can actually not make good decisions in traffic, in life, in his personal life. And when the child is an adult, that can affect a relationship. It can, it can affect his ability to make good decisions. It can put him in danger just going out to eat. 
So even though we build resilience when we put our children on a healing diet and we need to include all foods except the damaging toxic foods that I just mentioned, these children need to learn to watch their diet for life. It starts in childhood and it starts with you. It starts with what you buy. It starts with what you teach them. And one of the things my child wants me to do now is he wants me to create a book for him so that he can bring me with him and all these uh, guides about food, what nutrients to take and what to do when he's been exposed to foods that creates this havoc in his body and he wants it in a book and that book of course I'm going to make it available to everybody because that's a book for recovered children who moves out from their home and that's what we want we want them to be doing living their life doing their things being able to do what they want to do so first of all if your child or your adult your youngster wants to go out and eat they can bring digestive enzymes with them and they can bring binders to uh, minimize the damage. And Tom O'Brien, um, the doctor.com, has created some really, really solid supplements to take before a dinner if you eat out, if you eat in a restaurant. And there will be trace, traces of gluten even in the gluten-free food as well. So I suggest you invest in those and you give that to your child when the child is not with you or when they go out and they spend time with friends because it it helps the body digest the, the gluten uh, and the dairy. Then after a meal like that, and if you can see that your child has been eating stuff that wasn't good for him, let's, before we talk about what you can do afterwards to minimize the damage, I want to talk about how to spot that this has happened. How can you trace cheat meals uh, by looking at your child? Different things. Size of your eye, the child's eyes, Pupils. So if your pupils are dilated, it's a sign of a food intolerance. So it, it acts almost like a drug, like an opioid in the body. And you can see it, it looks like it look like they are on drugs or they are drunk or they are confused and they don't make good decisions. You can trace it on behavior, more control, more tantrums, more anxiety, more agitation, more aggression. This often can stem from foods that's high in glutamate as well. So the safe solution is to just stay away from anything processed and, and maybe keep a food log and teach your child when your child gets to teenage years, like my children, teach them to notice what the body feeds back after a meal. Does the body respond well to it or not? And remember that it can take several days for the body to react negatively to any kind of food. You can notice body odor, um, sour smell or... Um, you can you can notice the breath if the breath smells acidic or if the breath smells like sweet sweet cream like yogurt that's like this yogurt sour sour smell is often candida you can smell that on their breath you can smell it on their stool so you can just you know Go walk into the bathroom after they've been there. If it smells really bad, it is often a sign of gluten or dairy exposure um, because it just makes the stool smell awful. And that's something that my children know now. They know that they can always check their stool to see whether they've had something that wasn't good for them or not. Decision-making and mood, so mood swings and decision-making will often be affected. And acne, so breakouts, or redness of the skin is often a sign of either 
either inflammation or a a um, reaction in the gut. In in my family, it's mainly dairy that creates that reaction, but the industrial seed oils and vegetable oils can can cause the same problems as well. Cravings. So if the child is craving certain foods and wants foods that they normally don't want, so if they're going for the healthy snacks more more than normally, or if the child is just not hungry and you're wondering why doesn't he want breakfast, why doesn't he want dinner, well, that's probably because he's had a lot of crap when he wasn't with you, you know. So a bit of logic and a bit of observance when it comes to checking out the symptoms and looking at the body, looking at the eyes and checking the smells is a good way of detecting it. And then just knowing your child, you know, we know when this has happened. What we do after exposure is very simple. We always have Toxa Prevent in in the house. Toxa Prevent is sachets with um, a certain form of clay and it binds to histamines and it might even bind to aldehydes but it binds to um, toxins as well and byproducts and excretes it from the body it's just a super binder cleanser and it's just universally something that we should always keep in our kitchen to solve problems and even if you go out and you have a glass of wine and you respond negatively to it because it's high in histamine and many of these things that our children struggle with, we struggle with as well. If you get sad or anxious or depressed or angry after a night out where you've had a couple of glasses of wine, take some Toxaprevent after you've had your wine and it will most certainly have an effect afterwards. So I would say that one of the greatest teachers in autism has been the the need for gentle foods, loving foods, real foods, foods with the colors, foods in the colors of the rainbow, honest food, truth food, because my child is so sensitive. He, he needs organic food. He needs clean food. He needs good fats, clean organic animal protein, loads of vegetables and loads of fruit, berries and nuts. And that's it. That's all. If he only gets that, his behavior, his learning, his quality of life, his sleep, his skin, his body composition, his mood is optimal. It's on point. And he knows this. And if you teach your child that experience, what does it feel like to be nourished, healthy, sleep well, have radiant skin, a a balanced life and mood and energy level and you are not this yo-yo person with just energy and mood and mood swings all over the place and you sleep poorly at night because of what you're eating if you teach your child what it feels like to be healthy and treat yourself well that's what they're going to carry on doing so he notices and we notices notice this and then we adjust so don't be mad at your children if they accidentally or because they're tempted to go out and eat the foods that aren't good for them, that are not good for them, that aren't healing foods. But help them understand what it does to the body and help them primarily by doing it, being it, preaching it, cooking it, buying it, eating it for yourself. Let this be a family practice. Let this be something you teach your child and give your child as a gift because it's the biggest and greatest gift you can give a child to experience health in childhood. And if you 
don't believe me, go and check out my podcast with my 16-year-old son where he talks about what's been challenging about this and what has been the greatest gifts about being healthy in childhood. I hope you liked this podcast. If you did, I would be so grateful if you gave me a rating in iTunes, if you shared it with a friend, if you wrote me a comment on Instagram or connected with me on Facebook. And I am here to provide the tools for you to regain the power, reconnect to your wisdom, your infinite healing capacity, mother nature, and be able to turn autism around. Until next time, practice that. <laughs>